Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. The world was created. But then sin came into this world and that it created a divide between us and God. And then God spoke again, and Jesus Christ, the light of this world, came into, onto earth, to earth. And he came to redeem us, to save us, to, to heal this great divide between us and God that came when sin came into this world. And God already promised in Genesis 3 that he will, he will um, make a plan that he will redeem us through his son, Jesus Christ. And now here in John 8, it says that Jesus is the light of this world. If you follow him, you won't have to walk in the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus is light and Jesus is life. He's all that you've been searching for. I'm Christelle Faree, Pastor Christelle Faree, and with my husband, we lead this church. You're very welcome. I see you've all sat down. That's good. And um, we are in a series uh, for this Advent. We're doing a series on light. So you've been hearing us speak about light throughout uh, this morning already. Let your light shine in the darkness. And the main verse for the whole series is, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Just look when the lights went on, we could all see. (laughs) Uh, So the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Now, I'm just going to recap a little bit. So Matthew started this series off with, um, out of, um, yeah, he preached, and he spoke about walking in the light, to walk with Jesus, to walk in the light. And it might, I mean, it's, it's very dark around us at the moment, it's physically dark because it's winter, so it is dark, and you might feel a little bit oh, depressed because of the darkness. But there's also lots of things going on in the world around us that makes it seem dark. There's a war raging outside, there's um, economical challenges going on, and maybe you're facing um, also some darkness in your personal life. You might be going to personal challenges as well. But Jesus says that he is the light And the darkness has not overcome that. So that is so encouraging to us. The darkness has not overcome it. Jesus is a lamp unto your feet. Last week, Matthew preached on Jesus is a lamp unto your feet. So if you walk with him, he will show you where to go. And then last week, Ledea preached on see the light out of John 9. And then she um, spoke about um, where Jesus says that he is the light. Jesus said that I am the light of this world. And she also spoke about Jesus healing many people. I mean, he healed a lot of people. But specifically, he healed this blind man that was blind from birth already. And, um, yeah, so she spoke about that and how people... Sorry, this page just doesn't want to turn. <laughs> just a second, sorry. But how people um, were wondering who, who this Jesus was. 
Um, he healed a man that was blind from birth already. And no one has done that before. No one has ever healed someone who has been blind before. So they're all wondering, who is this Jesus that heals a blind man's eyes? But he didn't just come to heal physical eyes. He also came to restore our um, spiritual side. So, so we, can, we went from being spiritual blind to spiritual vision. So he came to restore that as well, our spiritual vision. And then today I'm going to speak about be the light. So we are called to be the light of this world. Last week, Ledea said, okay, Jesus said that he is the light. But now today, there's a scripture that says that we are the light. So it's no longer just Jesus being the light. Now, this scripture says that we are the light. We read that over um, out of uh, um, Matthew 5, 14, it says, You are the light of this world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one puts a lamp on a lampstand, um, no one puts a lamp under a basket, but instead you put it on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see, so that everyone can praise your heavenly Father. So you are the light of this world. And you were not meant to be put under a basket. This light that's inside of you were never meant to be put under a basket. You are meant to shine, to show your light to the world around you. And he is speaking to ordinary people like you and me. So it's not ministers or special people. He was speaking to ordinary people like us. And he was saying that you are the light of this world. And the thing is, that is how God intends to get his work done here on earth. It is through you. You are the light of this world. So like I said, it's not special ministers or um, just the pastor or the preacher. It is through you that he wants to work. So wherever you are, you are a minister of Jesus Christ. You are his light wherever he's placed you. You have an assignment to shine his light. You represent him wherever you are. So all we really need to do is just to shine. Sounds very easy. Just shine. Um, and, and the thing is, God has his people everywhere in the world. Um, everywhere on earth. They're in the marketplace. They're in the grocery store. They're in the schools. We are everywhere. We just need to turn up our lamps and shine. Shine so people can see Jesus. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't, I don't really know where to start. Um, I'm not that good with words. But the, the thing is, God says you don't have to be good with words. You don't have to worry about what to say. He's, there's a scripture that says this specifically. I think he knew we were thinking this. He, say, he says that in that moment, you don't have to worry about what you should say because I will give you the words to speak. He will speak through you. So you don't have to worry about that. So that, that is ruled out. You can't use that excuse. He says he will speak through you. I mean, he even made a donkey speak. 
And he said that if we keep quiet, the rocks will cry out. He can make anyone speak. And um, Paul, who in my opinion was the greatest evangelist who ever lived, he was not good at speaking either. And God did mighty things through him. So that is not an excuse. Being not so good with speaking or telling other people are really not an excuse. But, but I do know um, that it can be challenging. I, I love telling people about God, so maybe you think it's not that challenging for me, but it is challenging for me. It's really challenging to step out and, and share your faith. But you don't, it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to preach at people. That's not what I'm saying. It's, it can be as easy as just, just being kind to someone. So just acts of kindness, just seeing a need and then meeting that need, helping someone. And you never know, that might open a door for you to share more. It's not to say it will, but just maybe it opens up a door for you to share your faith. So always be ready when that opportunity comes to share, to say why do you have this hope inside of me? you, to be ready to give an account for the hope that is inside of you. And another way is through encouraging words, just encouraging someone. That's so easy to do. But the thing is for me, and I've really tried um, putting some emphasis on it lately, is to notice people. Because you actually have to see people to be able to encourage them. Because I'm a person who's very focused when I'm working. I'm focused on one thing. I kind of forget everything else and the people around me. So I have to look up and like see the people. So make a point of it, whatever you do, just to stop and and see the people around you. See what God sees in them and just speaking that over them. So it doesn't have to be spooky. It's just a very natural way. I really think you're good at this. And, And just starting to speak like that. And you never know, it might lead to something more. And then another way is asking questions. Jesus asked a lot of questions. Just asking questions. And people will start sharing and speaking. And and again, maybe there might be an opportunity that arises and you'll be able to say something. Um, Why do you have this hope? Share a testimony. Um, I've had many such opportunities at my work. Um, I've shared quite a few of them. I'm not going to share any examples today. But just always be looking for an opportunity where you can share Jesus with others. So God intends to get his work done through you here on earth. God lives inside of you. You are his house. So turn up the lights that are inside of you. If, you, if your light in your house grows dim, um, I mean, how, how will, yeah, you need to turn up that light that's inside your house. And it can grow dim, I think, over time. If you've met Jesus quite a long time ago, it can happen that you, the light that's inside of you, grow dim over time. You forget all the amazing things that he has done in your life before. You become so familiar with him. So we need to turn up that light every morning. I would say 
Spend time with God every morning. Get with God every morning so you can turn out that light. Make it a habit to spend time with Him, to hear what He says, so that His light can rub off on you, so that you don't have to shine out of your own being, but that you just reflect His light. When you come into His presence, He fills you up, and you just reflect that light. You don't have to muster it up by yourself. So every morning... Get with God. And it only takes that little spark to start a fire. And you are that spark. You are that spark that can start a fire. And I'd love to see Malna on fire for God. I'd love to see Lund on fire for God. And that starts with your spark that's inside of you. Actually, as I've been um, praying this morning, um, I've had, Ethan, I've had you on my, my heart and I think you're a spark. Um, if I see you, I just see humility and such, just such passion for Jesus in you. And I don't know what exactly God has planned for you, but I just have a feeling it's absolutely amazing. And that you are that spark. He's going to use you mightily to do things for him. So I'm very excited about your life. And he sees you. So just, yeah, just shine for him. Ephesians 5.8, for you were once darkness, but now you are light. So live as children of the light. Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. Look for opportunities and make the most of every opportunity. Always be ready to share this hope that's inside of you. Awake, awake from your sleep. For you no longer live in the darkness. You now live in the light of Jesus Christ. And God said that you are the light. But if I can ask an honest question tonight... Tonight. It feels like night, but it's day. <laughs> so if I can ask an honest question today, is who of you feel like you are the light of this world? Yeah? Oh, great. We have some lights in here. I, if I have to be honest, I do not feel, always feel like the light of this world. If I'm shouting and fighting with my kids to put on their shoes, before we leave, because we're late for an appointment, I do not feel like the light of this world. And if I haven't had any sleep tonight because my kids woke me up, then I really, if I wake up that morning, I don't feel like the light of this world. So I have to be honest, I don't always feel like this light that God's speaking about. But even though you don't feel like it, you are still his light. That is still true because that's what I love about God. He sees us for what we're not yet. He sees the potential in us and he speaks that over us. So we need to start believing what God says about us. And he says that we are the light. He has come to make his home inside of us. God lives inside of me. So I shouldn't respond to him by the way I feel, but rather by the, what he says about me. So you are the light of this world. 
And now I want to challenge you with this today. It's over, out of Romans 10. God um, says, But now, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him if no one ever tells them about him? So we need to tell them. Someone needs to tell them. Because how will they know if no one tells them? Someone needs to tell them about Jesus, the light of this world. And the function of light, like you saw when the lights went on uh, earlier today, when, this, when I started preaching, all of a sudden the lights went on and we could see a bit clearer. So the function of light is for you to be able to see things that you weren't able to see before. That's the whole function of it. It's to be enlightened, to know something you did not know before. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to enlighten us so that we will know things we didn't know before. He says that he's the truth, that we will know the truth, know things that we have never known before. He opens up our eyes like he did for that blind man. And the thing is, truth is so twisted nowadays. People don't know what to believe. Um, they're so confused. There's so much confusion out there in the world. And especially I realized it even more a few weeks ago. I went for a fika with a friend of mine. And she's a teacher in a secondary school. And she said, actually, something that really surprised me. She said one of the biggest challenges that teenagers are facing these days are actually gender issues. I didn't realize that is one of the biggest issues that our teenagers are facing at the moment. They're so confused about who they are. They don't know who they are. There are so many voices out there telling them, you should be like this or you should be like this. You should do this to be accepted. There's so many truths that are so twisted. It's not just for them. It's for all of us. We need to be, look like this in a certain way to be able to be accepted by other people. But, but God sees us, and he has created us, and he has known us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. He has known us. He knows us exactly like we are, and he has accepted us. And he has forgiven us. And the people, people need to know this truth, that God is for them, that he loves them, that he accepts them. They need to know the truth so the truth can set them free. And the thing is, who will tell them? Who will tell them this truth? They need to know. Tell of all the marvelous things that he has done. I love that. It's actually a few times in the Bible it mentions this, these exact words. It says, tell of all the marvelous things that he has done. Um, and that's a special scripture for me uh, over my life. Um, I've asked God, what is, what, is, what, is, what is my reason for living here? And he said, tell of all the marvelous things that I have done. And the thing is, no one will be able to argue with your testimony. If they argue with your testimony, they'll have to 
look you straight in the face and tell you that you're a liar. And especially people in our society, I don't think they will easily do that. Um, they won't tell you in your face that you're a liar, so no one can argue with your testimony. It is so powerful. No one can argue with your experiences. So tell them about your experience. And last week when Ledea preached about this blind man being healed. You know, he was blind from birth, like I said earlier. And it's never been seen before that a man being born blind in those days were healed. So there was a big uproar in the city, in the synagogue. Who is this man? Some people say, oh, he must be God, because only God can do something like this. He must be the Son of God, Messiah, Messiah we've all been waiting for. But then there was another group of people that said, no, he can't be, you know, because this miracle happened on a Sabbath. So he sinned. You can't heal someone or do work on a Sabbath. He cannot be from God. So there was this confusion, and uh, no one really knew what to believe. Who was this Jesus? Is he now from God or not? And they were so confused. And then eventually they turned to this man and they asked him, so what is your opinion about him? I mean, you were the one who was healed. You had this experience of Jesus. So what do you say about Jesus? Who is this man? And this man's response just gives me goosebumps every single time I read it. I love it. I'm getting goosebumps now. He says, all I know is I was blind and now I see. All I know is I was blind, and now I see. It's evidence right there. No one can argue with that. The man was blind, and now he sees. I love it. So just tell your testimony. In a society that's so anti-Christ, no one, no one can argue with your experience and your testimony. But... But maybe, maybe I should ask this. Do you have any experience of Jesus? Any experiences? Of him? Have you experienced him in your life? If you have not, I re really want to invite you to come forward after the service. So after the worship, to come forward. I'd love to pray with you uh, for that. So, yeah, come forward uh, afterwards. But... For the rest of us, I think many times we do maybe have had an experience of Jesus, but we just don't remember. In that moment, it's like, oh, I, I can't really recall a time where I've had an experience with Jesus. It's kind of just blank. Um, and I've, I've started writing down what God does in my life. I'm not a journal type of person. So I'm not that type of girl. But just every now and then, I do write down when God does something significant in my life or when he speaks to me about something, I will write it down. Um, so write those things down because it builds faith, faith and it reminds you, oh, God can do it again. I remember, so I've written down some of these key things that God has done in my life. And um, when I had my brain bleed, I was not able to read or yeah, I was just lying in my bed there. And my dad, he read this journal, this book that I used to write these things down, the things that God has done in my life. He, he read that back to me. 
And his faith was built because he was reading something that he didn't know this before. So that was good for him to read it to me. But also my faith was built like, oh, you know, God can heal me. He can do this miraculous thing because he has done this and this and this and this in my life before. So it builds faith to remember what God has done in your life. If you have to stand in faith for something again, remember what he has done. And I started doing this writing down in my first year. I went to a connect group. That's the first time I've ever went to a connect group. I went to this connect group. And they asked that we write down three things that we stand in faith for, three prayer requests, something that we want to see happen in our life. And I wrote my three things down. And four years later, when I packed packed up my university room, I discovered this little note. I had completely forgotten about it at all. And you know what? God has answered all three of those prayer requests. And I didn't even know it. I didn't, I didn't even, re- I didn't even realize it. I didn't even thank him for it. And I'm like, oh, wow, look how awesome God is. He has answered all these, these prayers. So we don't remember. We need to remember what God has done. We need to uh, pay attention to what God is doing in our lives. So write down the things that God do in your life, so that you are ready to have testimonies, to have things to share when that opportunity comes. Always be ready. Go with a posture every day of being ready, looking for opportunities to share your faith, to share this hope that's inside of you. So this is what I want to leave you with today. This is the main thing. And can the band please come up for me? So what I want to leave you with today is this. That you are the light of this world. You are the light of this world. So I want to invite you to go out and shine for Jesus. Shine for him. Be ready to proclaim and tell of the good things that he has done in your life. And spend time every morning in his presence to make sure that this light that he has rubs off on you. So you don't have to shine out of yourself but you shine out of, out of His Spirit that's inside of you. So let Him fill you up every morning and then go out with power and with faith, knowing that He will and wants to work through you. And then I'm going to just pray a prayer in close. It's a, a psalm that I want to read, Psalm 96. And I think it's so applicable to what we spoke about today. So I want to pray this to God, and I pray this over you today. Lord, we sing a new song to you today. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord and praise your name. Each day we proclaim the good news that you save. We want to publish your glorious deeds among the nations and tell everyone about the amazing things that you have done. Great is the Lord. He's most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The God of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord you have made the heavens. 
Honor and majesty surround you. Strength and beauty fills your sanctuary. O nations of this world, recognize the Lord. Recognize He's glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory He deserves. Bring your offerings and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in all His splendor. Let all the earth tremble before Him. Tell the nations, the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. You will come and judge all people fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the seas and everything in it shout His praise. Let the fields and the crops burst with joy. Let the trees and the forest sing with joy, for the Lord is coming. We praise your holy name and declare your wonders every day. Jesus.